In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Sunday, Father James taught so very rightly that on Trinity Sunday we have wrapped up, summarized for us on that day the revelation of the Trinity that was revealed by the entirety of the life of the Incarnation, our Lord Jesus Christ. The entirety of the Godhead, the nature of the Godhead, shined forth through Jesus Christ for all to be experienced. And the Trinity Tide not only wraps that up, the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ, but it then thrusts us into the season of Trinity Tide that we are now in, that goes from here until Advent. During which season the entire purpose and the wisdom of our Lord Jesus Christ is for us to experience an answer to this question. How then shall we live? Now that Christ has revealed the Godhead, the easy answer to that question is we live from what we saw. We live from what Jesus revealed to us about God and we become like God, our very doctrine of theosis. Is it any surprise that on the first Sunday of Trinity Tide, this blessed season, our Lord puts right before us the foundation for this living. The greatest of all of the virtues, the virtue from which all of the likeness of God flows. For St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that the greatest of the virtues is what? Love. Love. And the Apostle John, in his first epistle in chapter 4, our epistle reading for today, he illuminates this for us. Listen to his words. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. If you want a worthy and a perfect litmus test for your daily life as to whether you are truly abiding in Christ, and therefore you can be assured by abiding in Christ that you are on that very path that Christ paved for us, that divine ladder that has been placed between heaven and earth that raises the soul up to paradise, that litmus test is given to us today very, very clearly. And that litmus test is very simple. Are we, in the moments of the day, are we becoming love as God is love actively and practically in our lives? The blessed apostle John even says this truth. If we want to know if we're abiding in Christ, it all comes down to love. Listen to his words. Again from the epistle reading for the day in verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. By this, by what? By loving. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he's given us of his spirit. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Are we truly in Christ? 
making him our dwelling place and he making us his dwelling place, then the fruit will be his love flowing like living waters out from our soul for the blessing of all others around us. A living proof. Love is the living proof that we are so wrapped up in a life in our Lord Jesus Christ that a real and a true metamorphosis is occurring and we are becoming the love that he is. And if we're going to use this litmus test of love on a daily basis, then we need to rightly see the divine love of God and walk away with that today. So what does this love look like? Love shows itself like this. We posture ourselves as less than all of those around us. We lower ourselves in, other, in order to elevate others. In our gospel reading today from the gospel of St. Luke in chapter 16, our Lord Jesus Christ uses the opposite of love. To show us what love really looks like in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. In that parable, our gospel reading today, we find a rich man who dines sumptuously every day. And he's dressed in the most fine clothing. And he's going in and out of his house, the gate of his house every day. Being about his business and enjoying his wealth and the blessings in this life that it afforded him. But every day, we're told that outside of the gate... There is a poor beggar, Lazarus, full of sores and suffering greatly every day, just hoping that some crumbs from the rich man's table would fall so that he could benefit from them, so that that would help him. But the rich man, nonetheless, doesn't even see Lazarus in his life. He's so filled with the love of self and his own accumulation of the things of this world. We're told the rich man dies. And we're told that he ends up because of his life, he ends up in the eternal suffering of great separation from God. You know, we see described in hell for those who do not say to God, thy will be done. We see it described as torturous flames. But in reality, you know what the torture is? The torture is just like the rich man that he exists for eternity with a great chasm between himself and God. He can see God. But he cannot receive the benefits and the joys and the blessedness that God provides for all of his people. That's eternal suffering. And this man was suffering that suffering. We're also told that Lazarus dies. We're told that he, after a life of suffering, is wrapped up into the bosom of Abraham. The very comfort and the eternal peace and relief of God himself and being with God for all eternity. And I want to be very clear to you, the rich man did not find himself in eternal suffering from separation from God because he was rich and had wealth. He was there because he did not abide in God and therefore he did not become love. You see, his riches, all that he had in his life, his riches never became an expression of the divine love of God to anyone around him and particularly this poor man, Lazarus, who was suffering. His focus all of his days, it was on self. It was on his own blessings, his own business, his busyness. He loved himself while every day right in front of him, God had provided the very opportunity to be saved. 
this poor man Lazarus an opportunity to become the love that God is by caring and nurturing this ill and suffering man. In fact, we're told that the dogs even came and licked the sores of Lazarus. You know what? In that gospel reading, that is the most condemning statement of judgment by our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to hear what the licking of the sores is all about. Why do dogs lick their own sores and lick the sores of others, even humans, by the way? It's their, it's, it's their very instinct. It's actually in their very nature. We see this happen all the time. It's because that instinct within them is to cleanse the wound, to heal the wound, and to try to relieve suffering. Jesus is basically set telling all the hearers that are hearing this parable about that this judgment of the rich man. He's basically saying the dogs, a lesser created animal, so far lower than humanity, which is the pinnacle of all creation. Humanity that was created in the image to grow in the very likeness of our God. The dogs are the ones caring for Lazarus. The dogs are the ones seeking to soothe his suffering, not this rich man. Once again, we're seeing the litmus test of love right before us, even in this parable. Now let's see love by restating this parable, because this is the truth that our Lord wants, wants to impart into the souls of all who always hear this parable. Let's look at this from a different angle. We have a rich man who dined sumptuously every day and wore fine clothes. And in and out of his gate he went, being about his business. One day he sees Lazarus lying by the great gate in great torment and, and starvation. This rich man, he ran to Lazarus and he picked him up and he carried him inside. The rich man called for all of his servants to come and bind his wounds. He called for the doctors to come in and give him medicine. And he called for his servants to create a great meal, feed this man, and nurse him back to health. He spared no expense to give this Lazarus a life that he never could have had before. And by the rich man's labor and attention and great sacrifice, Lazarus became whole, more and more whole over time. And the rich man's wealth, it deteriorated, deteriorated a bit during that time. But his eternal rewards, they increased with heavenly interest added to them. The rich man, he did die. And the Lord looked upon the rich man and said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest, because I see myself in you. I want you to hear that clearly. It comes from the parable of the sheep and the goats. The very judgment of our Lord Jesus Christ over every soul. He will look upon us and say, did you let me heal you to become more like me? I just need to see more of myself in you. And then we enter into our rest. The Apostle John in our epistle today speaks of this love of God. In verse 9, in this the love of God was manifest toward us. That God sent His only begotten Son into the world. There's the lowering of Himself. That we might live. There's the elevation of us. In this is love. 
Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins, even to death. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. What does the love of God look like? What do we walk away with and become? Love bows low. Love condescends. It lowers itself to become the lesser so that all around us might become truly greater. And we see this demonstrated so very clearly with emphasis when our Lord Jesus Christ would wash the feet of his disciples. You remember that scene? The word of God who was arrayed in glory from before all time took off his glory, lowered himself and took on our humanity and walked and dwelled among us to reveal God to us. And now he takes it a step lower. He lowers himself even more. He takes off his lowly human poor garments and he puts on the garments of the lowest of all in that time, in that culture, a common household servant. And he performs one of the most lowly tasks, washing the muck and the dirt off the feet of his disciples, lowering himself before them to cleanse them and to show them what love looks like and how they're to go in this world and demonstrate the nature of the Lord our God. This is how we live amongst one another in the church. This is how we live in the church of our families and in our homes. We have got to let the Lord our God heal our soul and mend us so that we can become love, the love that we speak about today. And here's the blessed daily result also in our epistle reading today. The blessed daily result of becoming love that we can experience on a daily basis. The apostle says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You've got to hear what that's saying. If we allow Christ to transform our lives and live from love and become love to one another in the way that we're talking about over our life, our fear of the dread judgment seat of Christ diminishes greatly. That's what he's saying. Why? Because we exist in God. We exist in the peace of God and we enter into the joy of God, stretching himself out through us and loving others. We can experience that diminishing of fear and the growing of joy and anticipation if we'll but become the love of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.